The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Um. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it? It's, it's Dr. Doom. What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and mock my words well. How about this rumor that you are leaving higher Mr. Stark? And welcome to another exciting episode of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles. Yeah! I'm your host, Tim D O Double G. with me tonight is the man behind the sound effects at agent underscore 70 on twitter what's up everybody we also have at pcn underscore dirt on twitter oh there's the applause (laughs) it's coming I was I was ready for it. I was waving to my fans, and there was nothing. I was hoping I was going to get down this week, maybe. But it was coming up. I like that stormtrooper hat. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. And also with us is at Ratty Cat on Twitter. Happy International Women's Day, folks. There you go. And again, thanks for tuning into the show. We are The Click Nation. We can go to our website, theclicknation.com, where you can find previous episodes of the Comic Book Chronicles and Comic Book News. On the homepage, our links to our social media accounts. We're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Google+. And you can subscribe to the podcast by going to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and TuneIn Radio. And remember, we are a part of the Cold Slither Podcast Network. Go to CSPN.us. Do it today. And while you're on the CSPN, make sure to buy some Comic Book Chronicles merchandise by going to shop.cspn.us. We record live Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can always watch live by bookmarking and going to theclicknation.com forward slash live. And if you're talking comics on social media, make sure to use the hashtags Comfort Chronicles and CB Cron to join in the conversation. The first book up for review this week is the start of Marvel's uh, mini event, Infinity Countdown number one, which sees various characters in the Marvel Universe racing to assemble all of the Infinity Stones with the story basically following up on the events that have taken place in Jerry Duggan and Aaron Cooter's guardians of the galaxy run. Yeah, this is, you know, I think we were mentioning it in the prime issue, right? It was the prime issue that came out prior to this. 
that yes. this is basically a, a a direct continuation, and this issue even more so, of the Guardians of the Galaxy storylines. Yeah, so the issue is jumps around to different uh, events, but it mostly deals with Drats and uh, the Novas safeguarding the Power Stone from the Fraternity of Raptors. Right. And while that's going on, the rest of the Guardians with Nova and Ant-Man are battling the Gartner and his uh, sort of zombie-like group creatures he's been growing. Right. And I for- forget, I think it was established in uh, one of the issues of Guardians or all new Guardians of the Galaxy that Loki was behind poisoning the, the Gartner and sort of driving him crazy. Yeah, that that was a you know a very small part of one of the more recent issues, and when I read this, it took me a second to to, to dig through the memory banks and and, and recall that. I'm, I'm still gonna have to go back and find that, but that made you know it, it started to make more sense after uh, uh, you know that was revealed again here in this uh, uh, miniseries issue. It's like, oh yeah, that that did happen. It's been a while. Yeah. So that happens. Groot sort of goes back on his vow of uh, non-violence to... Oh, you mean Drax? Who did I say? You said Groot. Because there's a couple things that happen. Yes. So I'm going to ring the bell because there's some rare, you know, fairly large spoilers in terms of what happens to some of these characters. So here it comes. <laughs> So yeah, Drats goes back on his non-violent vow, kicks some raptor butt. Um, but yeah, the biggest changes happen with the Guardians versus the Gartner with Groot uh, sort of getting unstuck from his baby Groot ways. Right, and and some major changes to the character status quo once that happens. Yes. Big change. He yeah. can talk regular sentences now. Right. His vocabulary expands a thousandfold. Um, it's funny. I've been reading the rebooted Guardian stuff ever since uh, Abnett and Lanning uh, rebooted it way back when. And I don't remember if uh, uh, Groot was speaking in full sentences at the beginning of that, but I guess they made a point of saying that I that he was that that. Uh, that uh you know this is a relatively recent phenomenon where he's speaking in just three words so it's kind of you know it's kind of interesting to see them go back and now you know we've got like a fully formed character <laughs> but yeah no they you know now that you know now that i guess uh the uh the blu-ray release for uh guardians volume 2 has long come out so they can uh kind of shift the uh the status quo for the comics group from uh, Baby Groot to uh, something a little bit more grown up. Yeah, you know, now that you mentioned that with Groot, uh, a couple months ago they did the Jack Kirby uh, True Believers for a dollar, reprinting some of his um, works, and one of them was the first appearance of Groot, and in it he did speak. Um, I want to say it was normal sentences. Maybe it was a little bit kind of like a, a man thing maybe it was broken sentences or something but yeah he said a lot more than just i am groot but honestly i just figured it had just changed over time they just redefined the character at some point but you know maybe it was some sort of hex or spell or 
cosmic radiation or something that had changed him. Mm-hmm. I had the same reaction to it that Rocket does in this. I, I think in the in, in in the back of my mind, I said, "What the flark?" <laughs> it's literally what what what's in the script to, uh, in the book. So, and we can't forget the finale or yes. the final pages. I rang the spoiler bell, people. You are forewarned. So we catch up with, or we take the location jumps to Badrapur where we see a not dead black widow. Mm -hmm. And this is a callback to, this is a callback to one of my favorite issues of uncanny X-Men. Yes. But, uh, who I was going to say black widow, who was, I guess, confirmed to be still alive at the last page of tales of suspense. Number three, I think it was right. I was about to say this basically confirms that's not a swerve, but, uh, Wolverine decides to just sort of leave the, uh, Space Stone in her care. In a toilet. Yeah, it's a drop. It's a it's a dead drop. But yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, you know, for anyone who uh was reading Uncanny X-Men um in the late eighties, early nineties when Jim Lee was drawing it, um, this is you know, what's referenced in this issue is actually that uh that iconic issue that has a cover of Captain America, Black Widow and Wolverine on the cover, and you know, that that describes um one of their uh early um adventures and 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 their current adventure at that, you know, at that point in time. So um that was a nice callback. And uh, you know, like Tim said, Widow's alive and now she's gonna be a part of this infinity countdown stuff. So a lot, a lot of moving parts in the series, but so far in a good way. That's at least so far has me entertained. Yes, I mean I enjoyed this issue. It was good. It was a, it's a potential click of the week for me because I, 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 I found myself headlong uh, into the story. Next up, we have Doctor Strange, Damnation number two. Uh, I, I think you mean Tarnation number two. <laughs> Nice. They're keeping that streak going, I see. Yep, yep. And I love this series. I mean, honestly, this is the most fun I've had with a Marvel book in a very long time. Um, and even, yes, there's a soccer reference in this one. Uh, <laughs> the evil vampires are all fans of the Hotnam Totspurs, or Tottenham Hotspurs. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, you got that backwards. <laughs> got that backwards, which is totally fine that that's what the evil vampires are into because that's like the the hipster uh, club anyway nowadays. So, you want to go uh, on you? Do what now? So I guess they didn't want to go with Man U for this one. No, no, that <laughs> Hotspurs is a much better uh, evil vampire club anyway. But Wong uh, being an Arsenal supporter, that seemed a little odd to me. Yeah. Um, I was trying to remember. There's a team called the Blades. Um, that's actually. Uh, I'm wondering if that's who Blade supports, but I can't remember uh, which team it is. Well, something doesn't. But sure, why not? Oh my gosh! But anyway, uh, it's you though. But it was a, it was a good fun issue out, outside of that. Oh, Sheffield United. That's who it is. Sheffield United. They are the Blades. So that's got to be Blades uh, Club. Um, but anyway, the actual story, as far as it goes, it's uh, uh, Wong putting together this uh, crazy action team to go in and fight against Mephisto and his demons and against the uh, the Avengers who have now been damned 
uh, into being Mephisto's pawns in this area. And it's just like, it's one of those things. The team he's putting together is so weird and goofy and the story treats it as such a weird and goofy collection. And they reference themselves as being this weird and goofy group of people. And it's just so much fun that they're having with this. And, you know, it's Mephisto taking over Sin City is such a fun premise. And they're playing with it so much in this book. Like the book is not taking itself seriously because it is such a out there storyline that it is. I think if it was trying to be serious, it wouldn't work. You know, you, you, your eyes would probably roll and you're just like, ah, man, this is just too cliche and whatever. But the fact that they like they're using that for its benefit makes it so much fun. And and I just I love this. I loved issue one. I love issue two. In fact, I like this so much. I may pick up those spinoff issues uh, Mm -hmm. because it's spinning off into Doctor Strange. And uh, is it also in the Iron Fist? Iron Fist. And I think there's another one. Oh, Scarlet Spider. Yeah. In this, issue, in this issue, also. Yep, yep. Yeah. So I may actually, I may actually pick up all those just uh, because I like the story so much. Yeah, right. and Doctor Strange one from like last week is pretty much directly going into this one. So I don't know if the other tie-ins are going to be that direct. Oh but, crap! Now I got to go back and find that. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I'm I'm still catching up on this. I did read on my way home, uh, Damnation number one. So I, I I'm familiar with the premise. Um, thanks for not completely spoiling this issue, but yeah. I can tell you that what I love about this and what what helps the story go is the internal logic makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Where I mean, there's sure a cause and effect, right? There's a cause and effect, and mm-hmm. and what's coming after that as a result, as a direct result. And I'm like, you know what? That actually makes sense, and that's why this is going the way it's going. Yeah, as, even- as, as silly and crazy as it sounds. Yeah, even in the, the even Wong's explanation of. The makeup of the team and why he wanted, why he chose them, and whatnot. It was like, okay, that guess that kind of makes sense, <laughs> right? So you know, like I like that, and that's what makes it, you know, that it, it, like you can't just dismiss it out of hand and be like, oh, that's just silly, you know. It's silly, but with the reason, you know. Hmm. Uh, but what I was going to say was that um, they kind of, kind of gloss, gloss over what happened in the Doctor Strange book, so you're you're not missing that much. But if you want to know how it, you know. And definitely got from from there to there. Then yeah, that that definitely shows it. But they kind of mentioned what happens here. So, but yeah, this this book has been this uh, event, I guess, has been pretty fun so far. And um, I like the little sniping within the the little bits of the group at, when they were tra- when they were making the plan together. Yeah, it was pretty fun, also. And and I did enjoy the artwork a lot too. Um, I don't remember who the artist is on this. I don't. You know, okay, now I'm going to have to look because now it's bugging me. It's not written on the cover. Simon, no. It's not Simon Kudransky? It is... That's who's on the cover. Is it on the cover? Yeah. Well, not on, issue, not on the cover of issue two. Yeah, it is. Where? Top right. I'm I, I've, got, I've got no... no oh, part. I'm looking at our review copy. So, uh. it's, yeah, Simon Kudransky... Yeah. Okay. Well, see, on this one, it's not. There's no credits printed on there. Oh, yeah. on the Tarnation. Oh. And I guess Dan Brown is the colorist, probably. Maybe. Hold on. I didn't get the Tarnation one. Let me see if it's on mine. Maybe that's just on the digital and not on the print. No. Hold on. I'm pulling the regular. You're right. It's. You know what? I pulled. I. I can't even help you with this because I pulled the variant. The other variant. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't say for sure what's on the regular cover. 
Um, no, it is on the regular cover because I have it. Okay, so it's not on the variants. But anyway, yeah, I like the artwork a lot, uh, especially when you start getting into all the Ghost Rider stuff. I think he draws it really well. Really, you know, it's it's kind of creepy, but at the same time, you get expressions from it that you don't necessarily expect to get from a skull. Uh, and I think it works really well. So, yeah, I like this book is a potential click of the week for me. Nice. I, I like it a lot. Yeah. Very nice. All right. What else we got? President Bartlett. What's next? Um, I'll put one out real quick. Uh, Rise of the Black Panther number three. Which... Uh... The most as I can say for it uh, for this is you can see a, a lot of movie ties in, and um, at least with that last issue and this issue, um, because uh, as of this issue, Wakanda's is introduced to the world. T'Challa um, calls together, you know, the world leaders or whatever to come by to basically drop by uh, Wakanda so he can show off the sex stuff, and people in his, in his inner circle are not. Uh, happy about that, especially since he didn't tell them before uh, they came. Because as a matter of fact, he told them as they were arriving, so that was that was one thing. Um, and of course, as as want to happen, like Shield and Iron Man, and get involved. Well, Shield's obviously worrying about the the security risks and and all this kind of stuff. They call in Iron Man to um, to to like basically follow the flight, he loses them, so that didn't work out. Um, and as he's explaining, as T'Challa is explaining, you know, what's going on in Wakanda, uh, we have an appearance by one Winter Soldier who kind of disrupts things for a second, and then, of course, and, um, and T'Challa, and he battle it out for a minute. And like I said, as in per the mu- movie, or the movies, you know, like I said, there's some things on that respect kind of come out, especially having to do with his um, conditioning, his brainwashing or whatnot. So I was like, wow, they're just, they're just pouring a good bit of stuff in here about that. But the rest of the issue is basically, you know, like I said, T'Challa is basically introducing the, these world leaders to uh, Wakanda and like to his inner circle. Some of in his, people in his inner circle is not too happy about that because, you know, having the whole, having outsiders in the country, uh, no bueno for them, but you know, is the king, and that's how it goes. This was actually it's been a pretty good read so far. Um, I will say that, and I guess this is a spoiler alert. Like I said, since the world now knows of Wakanda, obviously there are some people that are uh, coming with interest. Like I said, Winter Soldier was had already come in through this issue, and at the end of this issue, one Doctor Doom appears in Wakanda, just out the sly. So. We'll see where that goes. And that's that for that. All right, cool. Um, Tim, we both read Amazing Spidey 797. Yes. So I know that uh, some people are eager to see Slot leave the Amazing Spider-Man book. <clears throat> Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, but I, I feel like uh, Slot is doing his best to go out with a bang. Question is, will Doug read it when Nick Spencer takes over? Uh, not Nick Spencer, no. <laughs> I will be checking out uh, Dan Slott's Iron Man, though. 
that has me kind of curious. I, I've been reading, I feel like, well, obviously he's been on Amazing Spider-Man for 10 years now. So I'm, and I also didn't read his Silver Surfer. So it's going to take me a while to get used to him writing another character, solo uh-huh. character. But yes, uh, going down swinging is this part one in Amazing Spider-Man 797. And we don't see the Red Goblin yet, but it does involve Norman Osborn uh, sort of kidnapping and trying to uh, torture uh, someone close to Spider-Man to get dirt on him. Right. And what's funny about this is that it seems like in just a short span of issues we may be we may see the reverse we may and this is just conjecture on my part we may see the reversal of one more day um in its you know in in its entirety and uh, maybe they're trying to sort of teasing a bunch of possible scenarios to play out but yeah, well, something from that was erased from One More Day is brought back into play, right. and it spells bad news for Spidey. And also, Direct Goblin, aka Norman Osborn, claims his first victim. His first victim? You mean the rat? Oh, that's right. He does. <laughs> All right. So what's funny about this is what what uh, there's a the the, the one victim, and uh, we're, I'm 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 hitting the spoiler bell, but I'm not going to spoil who the victim is. But I can tell you that I just built this uh, Build-A-Figure um, in the Marvel Legends. This character, who is the victim, was a Build-A-Figure in the Marvel Legends uh, set. So uh, that narrows it down a bit if you're familiar with uh, who the Build-A-Figures are in the Marvel Legends. <laughs> See, you almost forgot about him, and you built him. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I'm just like, Hey, that's pretty quick. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, like, like we were saying earlier, um, you know, one more day seems to, you know, at least a couple of things are teased here, uh, in, in terms of, uh, the, the results of that, the, the ramifications from that story being undone to a certain extent. So, um, it's a nice cliffhanger at the end of this issue. Um, you know, it, it seems like uh, slot is definitely trying to do his best to go out with a bang. Yep. All right. What do you guys got? What's next? What's next? I'll jump in. Cool. Uh, Bloodshot Salvation, number seven. Uh, you know, Valiant, there's only a couple Valiant titles that I've been following, Exo Man of War and Bloodshot. Um, Bloodshot basically being their version of Punisher except he's nanite enhanced and in this uh you know current incarnation of him he's actually uh found a lady friend and had a child and the child has the bloodshot uh nanites in her blood she's gotten sick she's had problems uh she's on the verge of dying and so bloodshot finds shadow man and finds a opening to go down into basically the afterlife the underworld to try to save his daughter the problem is, once he goes down there, all the technology, the nanites in his blood, uh, go haywire. Uh, apparently, the nanites weren't made for a supernatural realm. Go figure. So, Jeff Lemire has written this very interesting book where Bloodshot is uh, blind. 
He's walking around uh, and he has no idea what's really going on. He is accompanied by his bloodhound. Yes, that's a thing, and I love it. And uh, <laughs> Nanite and the Hand's dog. Um, but the problem is, because he's blind, they did the book. Uh, it's all black pages with white text. Mm. And there are, you know, scribbled in little boxes as things are happening. And as it gets more chaotic, they take different shapes. And um, there's something flying overhead at some point that he can't see, but he can hear the flapping of the wings. So the box kind of takes this wing shape. And it's interesting. But the problem is because it's just these, like, word balloons, thought balloons kind of traveling across the pages, it'll take you like a minute to read the whole book. Uh, it's the problem that we had last week with, uh, maybe it was two weeks ago. What book was it? Was that Batman that we read? And it was like super quick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of that same thing where you're like, well, this is this is interesting, but you're just like flying through the pages because some pages are all black and they only have like maybe 12 words on it but they're just, you know, laid out in a weird way because of the stuff that's going on. So it's a neat idea. Um, but the way it's executed is a little disappointing because, you know, you're just flying through it, uh, and then it's over. So, uh, it is a good series overall. I do enjoy it, but this particular issue, it's, it's like, it's a, it's a fun experiment, but I don't think it quite worked out as well as, uh, they thought it would. I always feel bad for not keeping up with Valiant stuff. Because I can say that about a couple of companies. Yeah, but I don't like a lot of their other stuff. Uh, I find a lot of the characters, like in Harbinger and some of those titles, where it's like, I don't like the characters. (laughs) So it's like, one of these characters will die. And I'm like, yay! You know? Um, But when it comes to Exo and Bloodshot, they're much more action-oriented. So it's more about the getting that kind of diehard movie in a comic type thing as opposed to long drama in a comic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> what's better than that? So, uh, so yeah, bloodshot and XO are both pretty good. All right. I guess we can dive into rapid fire now. Rod, did you have anything else? You mute it. It can go rapid fire. Okay. All right, I was going to mention just one book. It looks like that. No rapid fire music. All right, fine. I was going to mention one book before we go rapid fire, but I'll yeah. I'll ring up the Vulcan. Here we go. All right, rapid fire time. Uh, Gideon Falls number one. PC and underscore Dirt and I both read this. Yep. So. This is a new creator-owned book by uh, Jeff Lemire. With uh, it's funny that you read two Lemire books this week, huh? Yeah, well, you know, he's become one of my favorite uh, authors. He's one of those ones where, when I see a book with his name on it, it's usually one of the first ones I read out of the pile. Right. So this uh, this creator-owned uh, books is uh, done with art by uh, Andrea or Andrea Sorrentino, and. Uh, you know, it, it starts out with a with a fairly strange premise where uh, you know something that's relatively normal turns into something that's not, and that relatively normal thing is um, uh, a pastor being reassigned to uh, you know cover a, a vacancy at a at a church in a different locale, and from that kind of normal beginning uh, starts a supernatural tale. Yeah, there's two plot threads going on at once. So you've got this guy who's crazy. 
who's digging through garbage in a big city trying to find pieces of wood and nails because it's calling out to him to build something or lead him towards something. And then you've got this priest who's moving into this new parish, but the guy before him has somehow died and he doesn't know how, and no one wants to talk to him about it. Uh, And somehow you know that these two stories are going to converge at some point in the future, but you don't know exactly how, and it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense on how they're going to be coming together. And then there's some supernatural stuff that happens that I don't want to spoil. Right. And Um, the creepy cliffhanger page. Yeah. Well, and the, the artwork, like when it happens, when this, this twist happens towards the end of the book, you have this really, uh, this, this deep red panel where, uh, this, this supernatural thing starts to happen. And it's one of those things where I just like, I was staring at that artwork yes. uh, for a little bit. I was like, wow, that is really intense. Um, and Sorrentino has worked with Lemire um, on green arrow um, and on uh, old man Logan. Right. And, and always had that thing where every so often you have a panel that's black and white with maybe one item that has color, you know, to draw your eye to it. And it only happens a couple times in this book. It's not as, widely used yeah. as it was in those books um but you or, know it's used in those books well you know whatever yeah um but you know i I, w- I was really struck when i first read the preview for this i kind of skimmed through it quickly uh on the pdf that they sent us mm-hmm. and i was like ah, eh, you know it's whatever it looks interesting but then when i actually sat down with the paper copy and read it slowly turning it page by page it it, it did feel different like there is a different experience that comes from actually holding the comic and reading it uh and it's it really took me like when it got done and i set the book down suddenly my mind started going it's one of those stories where you know suddenly there could be like ten thousand different things going on and you can almost like hear the background music you can almost sense the motion of how the scene would be directed as a horror movie there's kind of that you know stephen king type horror uh, you know, the mid nineties direct to video kind of horror feel to it uh, through a lot of the story. So this is actually my click of the week. I enjoyed this a lot. In fact, I enjoyed it so much. Bing, we got two copies just wow. uh, because nice. So there we go. Okay. All right. I was about to say, why did we leave that to rapid fire? But anyway, <laughs> um, so my other books for rapid fire, uh, Captain America, six ninety nine. Uh, there's some awesome stuff going on in this. It's a shame that no one else is reading this on the panel, but you know, leave it to the cap fan to do it. Um, we are in the future with uh, cap. He has been frozen and uh, he is leading a revolt to take back America. And it's a lot of fun. There's lots of great, um, uh, uh, you know, kind of cool action, uh, sequences, uh, two Marvel heroes are, uh, discovered to have uh, survived the, uh, the the Holocaust that occurred after uh, Cap goes back on the ice. And, uh, you know, there's a couple of twists at the end. Um, the victory isn't quite the victory that we expect, and I'll leave it at that. But uh, Captain America 699 is a lot of fun. Uh, I guess let me just finish out my uh, my rapid fires. Uh, Avengers 683. Uh, the storyline with uh, Jarvis sort of resolves itself, but we're moving forward with um, uh, uh, what what call it um, Voyager, not necessarily being what she uh, what she's been uh, portrayed to be in the first what nine issues of this miniseries. Um, 
Batman number 42. I know PCN underscore dirt didn't want to talk about this too much. This is the uh, continuation of the Poison Ivy as semi-reformed supervillain uh, story uh, that Tom King is telling over however many issues that's going to take too long. Semi-reformed? Yeah, semi-reformed. How? In what way? Well, she's trying to do good, and that's about as much as I can Yeah, but in the worst way possible. Right. So like I said, semi-reformed. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and, and that covers, you know what, let me just cover what my potential click of the week is going to be. I haven't quite decided because I really did like infinity countdown number one this week. And that is black bolt number 11. That's the book that I think needs a lot more love than it's getting. Um, the, uh, what, what, what happens in the, uh, at the end of the last issue is that the jailer has returned, um, on the down low and is, uh, reemerged as a threat. Um, this is the character from earlier in the series that had held uh, Black Bolt and the Absorbing Man and Blinky and all these other characters in uh, in a in a jail cell in a jail uh, that the Inhumans had used to uh, had intended for Maximus. So uh, this issue has a lot of great dramatic moments. There is a dramatic uh, return. Lockjaw plays an awesome role. Uh, it's just a lot of fun. You know, I hope that when this series finally ends with issue number 12, the panel and uh, fans of the show will pick this um, mini series up and read it all the way through. I think it will read very well in a collected form. And that covers my books for this week. All right, let's see. You just did Batman, which I read right before the show. So my final ones are all X Men related. X-Men Red number two uh, introduces the newest character created for the X-Men franchise, Trinary, uh, Indian mutant that is a technopath, I believe. X-Men Gold 23 sees a new team, a new X-Men Gold team form after Kitty Pryde's team is arrested. So it's some familiar faces. And actually, if you read the, uh, previous negative zone war arc, then a lot of these mutants appeared there. Uh, and Venom 163 ends the crossover with X-Men Blue, the Poison X was the title, and sees a shakeup in the roster for X-Men Blue. And that is it. Well, cool. Then I will go to um, Black Lightning, Cold Dead Hands number five. Uh, we get basically get the inevitable showdown between uh, Black Lightning and Tobias Whale, which uh, doesn't uh, doesn't look good for 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 one of those in that pairing because it's it's um, it slightly seemed rushed, but now nah, it's been five issues and it didn't happen. But nevertheless, it did, and some things went down. And um, yeah, at the end, we we are getting to I guess the climax of this uh, this little endeavor. So. But it was a pretty good, pretty good uh, read. Good bit of action part of it. Uh, Star Wars number forty-four. So the rebels are looking for a, uh, still looking for a new base, but they're also looking for a fleet, which sends them some somehow some way to Moncala, and uh, you end up meeting up with our favorite, um, our favorite admiral. It's a trap. Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately, we don't get that, but nevertheless. Uh, so, but they meet with the um, in secret with uh, one of the dignitaries there because they, you know, they're trying to get a fleet together. Uh, 
and the, the Imperials of the, the Empire happens to walk, come by because the place is controlled by the Empire and some stuff happens and they get chased and fired upon and all that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, Leia's, is, Leia's still trying to lay down the pitch to uh, this dignitary they're talking to all the while as they're getting, you know, getting shot at and fired and all that. Other. So she's pretty much staying cool under fire on that one. Um, which sets up going into the next arc because, um, you know, they end up having to, looks like they're going to break someone out of jail because like the, um, the Calamari are not trying to help the rebels because of what happened to Alderaan and their, their king has been missing or, and or dead or captured by the empire. So Leia gets this plan to say, all right, we're going to break them out of jail. And that's going to take us into the next issue. Um, I'm not going to do that one. The last one would be Batman White Knight number six, in which um, it's finally come to a head and Gordon's trying to take down uh, Batman. Uh, Nightwing and Batgirl have been working with uh, the GCPD and there was this uh, coalition forum called the GTO. So Gordon's like, look, I want, I'm, I'm, it's time we're going to arrest the Batman, but I want his identity and Nightman's not, Night uh, Mask is not having it because he's like, all right, I will help you arrest him, but his identity stays safe. So they hatch a plan to take him down in the Batmobile, which, which goes, well, there was a slight hitch or two, but it goes, goes without uh, too many flaws to it. The Tumblr from the movies shows up. They finally catch a Batman, which uh, leads into a showdown with Jack Napier and the Bat, who gets into a fight. And surprise, surprise, who wins? Actually, no, it is actually surprise, surprise, who wins? So they do take down Batman. And uh, the other side of that is this: there's this new Harley slash Joker person that's been hatching something in the background. And this person starts to hatch her plan. And somehow, some way, it brings out uh, the Joker back out of uh, Jack Napier at the end of this issue, some kind of way. So there is that, and I'm done. Okay, so I guess we're uh, coming up on uh, click of the week. So here he comes. Gideon Falls number one. Nice. Doctor Strange Damnation number two. Oh, uh, Infinity Countdown number one. Oh, I was going to pick. Uh, you know what? Why am I even playing myself? Black Bolt number 11. That is my click of the week. You guys need to read this, man. I will give a shout out to that Black uh, Bat- Batman White Knight, though, because it has been a good run so far. It's something slightly different that we don't get to see it that often. Something I'm sure people have thought about, though. Gotcha, gotcha. All righty. So. Uh, leading into our first ad read of the night. Our first ad of the night is for Busted Tees. This episode of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles is sponsored by Busted Tees, your home for funny, awesome, cool t-shirts that are sure to get your friend's attention. Busted Tees puts many of their popular shirt designs on sale each week. Choose from several eye-catching t-shirts inspired by pop culture. Cleverly themed t-shirts inspired by movies, video games, TV shows, comic books, and geek culture, and much more are all on sale. To help keep our podcast free, order from Busted Tees by going to cspn.us, that's cspn.us, then click on the Keep Our Podcasts free link. Click on the Busted Tees banner, and then shop for awesome t-shirts. 
Busted Tees through CSPN.us. Do it today. All righty. In the cinematic news, a new Cloak and Dagger teaser finally. Let me start over. New Cloak and Dagger teaser finds a balance between the Dark Force and Delight. What channel is this going to be on? Um, Reform, I think. Yeah. At least I have this channel. I'm going to say one of those. Yeah, at least it's a cable channel. I don't have to, you know, subscribe <clears throat> to something new like Hulu. Yeah. Baby Groot is actually the son of Groot, according to James Gunn. Who just keeps throwing stuff out there about about the, yeah, stuff like that. Infinity Wars, Russo Brothers producing new superhero film for Netflix, Keanu Reeves and Star and Talks to Star. Whoa. Some people are thinking Moon Knight, and I'm sitting there like, okay, sure. But we don't necessarily know. No, it's something new. It's like something creator owned, isn't it? Like something new and different? I think so. That's what but I'm saying, just but people were like, well, people were just kind of putting twin to code like they would think. I mean, like they want. So Infinity Wars, Russo Brothers producing a new superhero film for Netflix. Yeah. Keanu Reeves and Talks to Star. I already did that, right? Yep. Just now. Yeah. Avengers Infinity War could be Marvel's longest movie yet. Considering it used to be two movies? Sure, why not? It's gonna be, it's gonna what be end up being like three and a half or four. Oh my gosh, I can't take these movies. <laughs> can't wait. You mean can't come wait. on. Can't wait. <laughs> No, can't take. <laughs> I didn't see Wonder Woman for months because I never had like three and a half hours to carve out. Because, you know, with the previews and going to the theater and, you know, everything else, it was going to take forever. I just didn't have that kind of time. <laughs> now they're going to make this movie like base time four hours. Plus yeah. three. They'll probably put an intermission in there just because it'll be so long. <laughs> Well, so it says, uh, according to this and according to AMC Theaters, it's going to be two hours, 36 minutes. Woo! Go to the bathroom first. With 45 minutes of previews. Yeah, pretty much. Avengers Infinity War up close with E! Entertainment Weekly's 15 new covers. Yeah, this dropped today, and uh, those covers were all over... uh, my social media feeds uh, to take a look at this uh, this afternoon. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Fun stuff. Uh, see, Avengers Infinity War reveals Winter Soldier's new code name. Spoiler alert! Yeah, which is which. I think I said at I think we talked about Black Panther, and as Tim's article also mentions that they mentioned this at the end of uh, Black Panther during the during the, the cutscenes. A post-credit sequence, yeah, yeah, and is and it's kind of funny that they've. I guess it's not even funny because I guess it was intentional that they put it into some recent books, also. So, which it, he's going by the White Wolf. There you go. Which I think I, I want to say is a is a character that has come up in Black Panther before, but I know recently they have they have brought him up. Yeah, he was uh, uh, a a character who a lot of people saw. As um like kind of like the uh, the opposite because he's wearing the, the white suit, mm-hmm. you know he's the head of the Hatu Zarazi, 
and uh, the character just very quickly had a a, a story uh, background in that it was a uh, uh, um, the the orphan child of a white family that had uh, uh, crash landed, I think, in Wakanda. Right. Although in recent books, he's not the head because somebody else is. But yeah, but they brought him up because he's still really well, he's not the current head of the Hatsutsu. Right. right. Because he, I think he was previously one, but then had a falling out with T'Challa and went out on his own. Right. But apparently it's still you know, in some sort of. Right. A lot of this stuff, I think, if I'm not mistaken, was happening during the priest run. I believe so. Yeah. So there you go. Spider-Man Homecoming sequel to partially film in New York City. Yay! Where's the where's the uh, the clapping audience? I'm looking for uh, the clapping audience, our regular clapping audience. Thank you. Now I just got to locate where they're shooting. Black Panther now among top ten highest grossing films domestically. Keep on trucking. Hold on. Hold on. Thank you. Did Agents of Shield just set up, set up the Thunderbolts? I am grossly behind on the show, so maybe who knows? Yeah, watch the first trailer for season two of Marvel's Luke Cage, which was set to I ain't no joke by Eric being Rakim, but uh, some other news has dropped since then. Yeah, and like that's wrapped to this because yeah, but and yeah, so let some people like me to speculate those that's going to be the titles of the shows. But then in our next story. <laughs> Luke Cage season two episodes are titled after Pete Rock and CL Smooth songs, which unexpected, but hey, I'm still fine with it. <laughs> Mark Hamill joins to call for a Justice League Unlimited reunion movie. Sure. Uh, Disney has been accused of plagiarizing its solo at Star Wars story posters. Yeah, if you guys, uh, I don't know, Tim, you didn't write this uh, article, did you? No, it's not for Okay. Because when I saw the uh, the two pieces side by side, I thought, ooh, somebody's been plagiarizing. Uh, John Williams leaving Star Wars franchise in 2019. And I believe he's giving all of his works to some school. Um, you know, so yeah. So what does that take him through episode... Uh, 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 what you call it? Nine, and that's it. I believe so. Yes. In fact, yes, it is. It is that here. Which he's fine. He's he's fed yeah. off of it. <laughs> John Favreau to its executive produce and write live action Star Wars series. Yeah. So that be on the Disney streaming service whenever it launches. Yep. Uh, Flashpoint has closed the deal on two directors. John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. Suicide Squad 2 will reportedly film in the UK. I think they already are. Because I could have sworn I saw something a couple days ago saying they're already filming. Oi, oi, oi. Shazam, (laughs) first look at Mark Strong as Savannah in new set video. I don't know too much about this character, but I hear it's going to be a slightly different take on it. Uh, the Boys, Laz, Alonzo, co-star in Amazon Superhero Series. And Vin Diesel confirmed to star in Sony's Bloodshot adaptation. Speaking of Valiant and Bloodshot. Which that just came out a couple hours ago. So. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, well, there we go. 
that been on the table for a while, so confirmation, I guess. Yeah. How many cars are going to put in a movie, though? That's the oh, no! <laughs> All of them, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> then they're going to tie it into Fast and Furious some kind of way. <laughs> this is what happens to dumb Toretto after it all goes down. That's, that's exactly what I said about the Triple X movies. It's like, what movie, is- had, what movie did he star in where he's holding uh, uh, swords from uh, this picture? Don't know. Sword. He's got like his regular black t-shirt, like a Fast and Furious t-shirt, where he got swords in his hand. That last witch on the film uh, movie, which was it's not bad, but I don't this is I don't think this is from that. I was about yeah. to say, you sure they're not um uh gigantic wrenches from Fast Seven? I guess not. No, those are swords. And those are yeah, totally swords. So I don't know. But he was, remember he was dual wielding um wrenches at mm-hmm. the uh, in his battle against Statham in Fast Seven. Yeah. Yes, in the streets. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah, in the parking garage. In the comic book news, switching over slightly, Marvel and Vans tease new sneaker collaboration. So for all you sneakerheads out there, uh, to, uh, but you know, hey, this this is a new set. It's kind of cool. Yeah, Tanahisi Coates is going to take over writing Black uh, Captain America. Uh, yeah. Brian Michael Bendis reveals how his health battles changed his Spider-Man's ending at Emerald City Comic Con. Merriam Webster adds and begin to dictionary. Yay, Miss Marvel fans. Yeah, this was pretty cool. Yeah. Deadpool gets a new fresh start creative team from writer Scott Young and artist Nick Klein. Black Bolt's ending with issue 12. Oh! Jeff Lemire's coming back to Marvel to write the Century. That was quick. <laughs> that was quick. The Century. Like, Lemire was just like, I thought Lemire had like left to do like all sorts of other things. Now he's back right away. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's, uh, he'll probably have more freedom off in the corner not tied to a big franchise like the X-Men where plans were kind of already in, in place and he didn't get much freedom. Right. Which I, we, which I probably failed to mention but in Damnation and the last Doctor Strange book kind of hints towards the was kind of hints to, was towards this. Yeah, Sentry played a factor in Doctor Strange. An artist is going to be Kim Jacinto. Hmm. And I'll read it. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably check it out too. You know, I don't care at all about Sentry. <laughs> it might end up being my favorite Marvel book. You never know. <laughs> uh, Slot and Sheedy's Iron Man fresh start were built on content- continuity, not rebooted. I'll give it a chance. Numerous pressed published drawn to sets education series. That might more from Power Rangers March 25 years with anniversary special. Wow, 25 years of that stuff? Jeez. That stuff. I know, right? I was like, where's William Bruce West to protest? Yeah. Uh, this artist loves static so much he drew him every day of Black History Month. Cool. Yeah. Dark Horse presents mystery variants for upcoming Super Mario Brothers art book. <laughs> so apparently, don't like, yeah, you, you won't know what cover you're going to get uh, until you buy it and pull it out of the thing. So I'm like, they're pretty much taking a page for some comics in that. Uh, IDW's PR manager Steve Scott exits for writing career. 
and IDW's CCO and editor-in-chief Chris Ryle exits after 14 years. Princess Leia manga coming out on Star Wars Day, but in Japan only. And DC Comics unveils new black label imprint. All right, so what is this? I saw like some preview art on Twitter for like a, a John Romita Jr. and Frank Miller story. But they're basically it's like they're doing like year one stuff from from the Jesuit Mosinas and stuff. And, and as a matter of fact, I think uh, it's kind of like Elseworld. Well, it's not even it was not exactly Elseworld. No, yeah, but it's it's out of continuity takes on the characters. So yeah. these writers and artists can come in and do whatever they want with the characters in their own little series, and they don't affect anywhere else in the DC universe. It's just their chance to put their thumbprint on a particular story that they have in their mind. In fact, I think you can, in certain books this, this month, you can see, like, I know I saw one for green, the green, um, green lantern one that was in the back of one. Something that's one. a hard, that's like a hard cut. Uh, hard yeah. Cut. Yeah. That's, that's year one or right. earth, earth, one, one. earth one. Yeah. Those are a different thing. It's oh. kind of a, a similar idea. Yeah. But that's a different line. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, this, they, DC has a couple of these things running, so it's hard to keep track of all of them. Yeah, those uh, Earth One books are more supposed to be set in the real world. Um, if these type of superhero things happen, kind of like what Ultimates from Marvel was supposed to be early on, before it fell into the whole ultimatum, uh, mm-hmm. you know, pit. but uh, or but, drowning itself. I got you. Yeah, yeah, but that's the Earth One. But all the Earth One books are supposed to go together. Uh, they're supposed to tie in somehow. I think. Whereas these are, it's just basically. You know, it's like kind of like what they were doing with the movies for the long time. If someone made a, a DC movie, you know, with the characters, it didn't have to be connected to anything else from anywhere else. That's what these miniseries are. It's just writers and artists can come in and do whatever and uh, just tell their story and then leave. And it, it doesn't have to tie into anything else. I see. And it sounds kind of fun. Yeah. Some some cool talent coming so like a There's going to be a Wonder Woman story set in the far future. Uh, Greg Rucka's doing a story. Kelly Sue DeConnick's doing that Wonder Woman story. So making her DC debut after many years of not writing for them. Phil Jimenez is doing the art. Scott Mm -hmm. Snyder and Greg Capullo are doing their final Batman story. Um, Brian Azzarello and Lee Berhemeo, I think, doing something. That's cool stuff. That John Ridley thing is also coming out under this label. Yeah. The other other history of DC universe. So close us out, uh Agent 70 with the ad read. Got it. Our last ad read for the night is uh for Amazon.com. Help keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Visit CSPN.us, then click the keep our podcasts free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's books, music, electronics, jewelry, apparel, or Marvel Legends figures. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN a payment that helps us keep the Click Nation's comic book chronicles free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon.com through cspn.us do it today make sure to follow us on our individual twitter accounts i'm at tim dogg 98 and at cbcron 
Agent 70 is at Agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. Roddy Cat is at Roddy Cat on Twitter and at News Nerds Needs. And on Instagram, CB Caps. And Doug is at PCN underscore Dirt on Twitter. And go to his website, popculturenetwork.com. And with that, we'll be back next week. More comic book talk, more comic book greatness. We are the Comic Book Chronicles, and we are signing off. Peace! Would you believe it? It's, it's Dr.